from the depths of the darkest caverns to the peaks of the highest mountaintops. Join two friends as they explore Tamriel and share their tales one pint at a time. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast. It's so cold around these parts. It's mm. so cold. I know, but we're by a nice crackly, crackly fire, and I'm about to get something warm in my belly. <laughs> yes. So much. Well, yes. Look oh. who it is. What can I get you? Hey, there's our favorite girl. Uh I would take I will take a white run whiskey. Please. Hmm. That actually sounds good. I'm going to have a Markarth mead, please, with a big giant nod to Markarth in the cities of Skyrim. Oh, that's a good choice. Right yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so, uh. Yeah. The hot Ask me room. what I've done last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead. <laughs> so, buddy, what did you do last week? Mm, let's see. I paid some bills. <laughs> um, paid the utility. Yeah. Paid the sewer. Cut my toenails. <laughs> Got my face. Did. I manscaped, <laughs> and I went to Vegas. Mm. My gosh, dude! It was a whirlwind of a week. Oh yeah, yeah. So, all right, I'm going to start with this, okay? Because obviously we have a metric crap ton of stuff to talk about. But lay it out there. I have to lay this out there because there's something that I've been kind of touting on Twitter for the past, you know, week or so. Yeah. Not that we ever had a reason to doubt that the hashtag ESO fam was real. Bro, it is real. It's it's incredible. And I guess we should we should preface it with this. Jibs had something come up that broke both of our hearts. But we worked right through it. And I I really got to hand it to you just for being one tough mofo about the whole thing. And and I'll let you allude to what happened. Go ahead. Oh, uh, first off, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so over the weekend prior to going to Vegas, my son developed uh, influenza A. And, you know, we did everything under the sun right to help get him better as quickly as possible. That was happening, getting ready, to, you know, hoping, getting ready to go. And 24 hours before, uh, it just, you come to that realization where it's like, I can't, I can't go. I, I can't, I can't do this. And uh, right. so I, I, I already PTO everything. You know, I was already, you know, I was paid time off. I was, you know, I was done with work for the rest of the week. But uh, so I ended up, Staying home, being Mister De- Mister Mom, with uh, with my son, who um, I'm happy I'm happy to report is drastically leaps and bounds better. Um, Good, you know we punched influenza right in the face, and so Good. that being said, that was hands down the l- most difficult three days that I can recall. And yeah. so I just, for, to everybody who uh, sent messages, and I got a lot of messages, uh, particularly Twitter, 
and and you know discord every morning when i would greet our lore seeker fam first thing they'd ask hey good to see you how's the little man doing how's our town crier we need our town crier back you know all these things and so <laughs> to everyone who did reach out and um you know whoever was thinking about us thoughts and prayers i just want to say thank you it means a lot and that being said, I don't want to touch on too much because we're going to talk about it in a hot few, but I'll see you in six, five and a half months. Let me just say that. Oh, right. that's right. Yeah, we are going to talk about that right now. But um, Yeah, we are. Yeah, so we're glad the little dude's better. And and, and huge kudos to you just for being a, a really kick-ass dad. I mean, that's what it's that's what it's all about. And your family that's should right. always come first. So Absolutely. Take that and put it in your pocket, people, because... We all are here to enjoy a game, but never forget that your families come first, no matter what. So, That's anyway, right. yep, that is done. It's over with. We are past that. So, just to finish upon the point, I mean, I think I called you like a, a billion times while I was in Vegas, but yeah, ESO fam was in force there, and I'm not, I'm not just talking the bunch of lore seekers that joined us out there, but just it was a packed house. At the esports arena, and uh, really kudos to Zoss for putting on a great event. It was the first time that they had uh, done anything like that, and we're really hoping that that was alluding to, based on the success of this event, some more things in the future. Because I we were blown away. I was talking to Kyle Dempster about it, who I was uh, super honored to be on stage with, uh, along with the developers and the community managers for ESO and. We were Kyle and I are just in absolute agreement about the success of how the entire thing went, and then just the time afterwards. And I would say, you know, there yes, some partying was done, but it was super responsible. Like everybody was was just nobody got out of hand. It was just an amazing three days of Elder Scrolls Online, and just everybody being hyped about the event and enjoying their time together respectfully. And it was. I can't even explain how freaking awesome it was. We know Rich is in chat. Rich, huge, huge kudos to you for what you guys put on, and we hope to see more of that in the future. Yeah, I, I just want, I want to talk about that for a second because um, I was watching from home, and, it, and you know, it was it was great being able to, to be home in a way because we were able to put together a pretty successful Twitter campaign during the whole thing, and everything was great. You know, thanks to everybody's support for the show and love of what we do in less than two years we have a four thousand followers on twitter and to us that's just you know like wow like holy crap um thank you and so um watching from home i just want to say like going forward that's how you do it you don't do it any other way and because like let's 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 rewind a little bit let's go back to 2019 when we were in san francisco it was a great experience but it was a great experience for the limited people there. You know, it was great to watch, but, you know, there was something missing. And and you don't see that 100% until you see this year in 2020. When at the end of the day, what was missing was what makes this game so powerful. The, and that is the ESO fam. That right. is what was missing. And I will say this, moving forward, they keep pushing. Make it bigger. Because these events are just, that's the way to go. It is absolutely the way to go. Keep pushing and pushing, make it longer, do more things, you know, through, make it a day, a day long thing, you know, just keep pushing the envelope because that was 
amazing to watch. Being are at you home, saying, are you saying, ah, push it, push it, push it, <laughs> push it real good. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, like that's that's the way you do it moving forward. If anything, grow, 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 grow. Do more because the amount of hype that you got at home, you know, sitting at home not able to be there was palpable extremely palpable and it yeah. and it brought the highest level of hype like it 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 blew elsewhere's hype out of the water you know just just because of hearing and seeing the live audience you know you have Pete Hines there and Rich center stage right at the beginning Uncle Pete yeah and just it was perfect that's how you do it please keep doing that and do it bigger every year because you will you will nail it Every year. You know, it was really impressive. Here, here was the impressive part for me. So there was there was a lot of stuff that went on behind the scenes, especially, um, you know, bringing two knuckleheads like myself and Kyle Dempster up to par with what was happening so that we could formulate a sentence about what was going on. Yeah. Um, the, the most impressive part to me was to go through those rehearsals that we had, and they were very good about the rehearsals, had a really good director in there, and it was just, you know, little tweaks here and little tweaks there, and to watch how funny the rehearsals were and how fun it was, and everybody was kind of chuckling as we were going through, you know, some of the, the more scripted items, the, the bullet points that we wanted to cover, yeah. and then to watch how everything unfolded live like seamlessly. Yeah. I was super impressed by like that whole production from, you know, from the um, behind the scenes a little bit was a really a neat experience for me as well. So, you know, kudos to Zoss. You guys really, really, you know, fired one off. It was just awesome. The entire thing. And I am so honored to have been part of that. So a, a big giant thank you to all of you guys. And we hope to see more. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, like, look, Blizzard has their BlizzCon. Whoa, buddy, I tell you what. Seeing that makes it just... Tell me that hasn't popped in your mind, how amazing it would be to have an Elder Scrolls Con to have. Cause, yeah. yeah. You'd be oh tapping my. into chills. decades of fans. And mm-hmm. just, holy crap, that was amazing. That reveal was amazing. So to everyone who got to go and watch, I hope you had a great time. It was fun to watch, that's for sure. So, yeah. We're, and that we're, we're going to cover good. this entire thing. What did, that, what did I do with the rest of my week? I came home and downloaded my brain. <laughs> I drank tons of water to get all the whiskey out of my system. And then I made my character, I made my main, a vampire. Da, da, da. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> Why would I not? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Legitimately, I legitimately made, like, my first, I'm serious to play him, vampire out of my mag warden and i'm he's really fun i was it like damn fun. yeah why haven't i done this before yeah. every turn every turn in this game there's something new that just like spices it back up oh yeah so it's yeah yep. it's that was that's been fun it's been really fun to get back to the game i took a good solid like three well definitely three days I would say another two days after I got home just to like really devote some time to my girls so that they didn't, you know, feel like their, their dad was a roommate. But, um, (laughs) now I'm back into the game and I'm like, damn, I missed five rewards. (laughs) (laughs) 
Welcome but, back. I mean, that's pretty much my my entire week. And I know we're going to talk about all the all the rest of the stuff we have. Yeah. Tons of stuff. What did you do anything else this week, bud, before we move on? Look, there's been a lot of things happening behind the scenes at Lore Seekers, and that's pretty much been my week. That uh we threw the stream up a, a couple times and I have been I I have been loving loving my new Dunmer Magica Dragonite. Yay! And shout out, I believe he's here in chat. I believe he rated us. I'm using Zynode's burn build for Dragonhold. And let me tell you, if you have not used that build, he did an amazing job. Amazing job. I love the way it plays, the way it flows. It's so incredibly comfortable. But I find myself, like I'm playing the Templar, like I would play the Templar or DPS Templars just because it was easy mode and it was fun. You know, you could, you could like literally, it's it's his off balance Templar as well. It's so good. It's easy mode. I'm sitting there with one yeah. hand eating popcorn and the other hand, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm throwing down all my stuff. It's amazing. So, you know, bo- both were fantastic, but it didn't connect with me, you know, on an emotional level, like any character you make in any Elder Scrolls game should, you should have that connection because that connection to that character. And it starts with the race you choose is what's going to keep you coming back, you know? And so, <laughs> For me, it was Dunmer, and I'm like, I want to do a Dragon Knight because you know they're they're very they're very used to dealing around vol- volcanoes and flames. I'm like, you know what, let's do it. And I'm like, you know what, let's make him a vampire. This was before Skyrim, the 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 uh, Greymore reveal, and um, so I'm through the moon right now. I can't wait. It's gonna You're be through it or over it. I figured to be over it. I don't know. What's the saying? I'm over. It, I'm, yes. I'm over the moon. Yeah, that one. I'm over the moon. Here's the funny part. We're such idiots. We we have literally been doing a podcast about Elder Scrolls Online for two years. And we just got our mains. Yeah. Yay, yes. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. It's funny but how like, took. Yeah, I'm sure I'm I'm really happy that you that you've you know finally found it. And like I feel like now I can just kind of sneak off. And do all the questing that I've wanted to do and kind of catch up on all those zones. Like I want to go through the rift again. Oh, I want to I want to go through Yeah. I definitely want to go through um some of that vampire content again. You wanna know how you you know you found your character? When you no longer care about power leveling, you no longer care about any of that. You just care about enjoying it and playing it. That's when you know you found your character. And maximizing your DPS. And maximizing DPS, yeah. Yeah. Well, you get re- are you ready? Because we've got... How many sh- how many pages? If I pull... 14 pages of show notes. Ooh. Yeah. Some it's, coffee, people. This is formidable. I have been it instructed. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to hold on to that. So anyway, last week, if you weren't here... Well, neither were we. Part, part of us was in Vegas... And we put the whole post show up, so if you want to go back and listen to that with uh, with Cash and Kyle, were on. You can with uh, Rich, Finn, Layman, uh, Jess, and Gina. I about forgot Gina's name. Don't tell her I said that. Um, don't it, do that. Don't do that. She thing. will kill you until she, you are dead. She'll kill me with her laser eyes. She does this. But uh, anyway, that's what happened last week on the show. This week, though, this week. <laughs> 
we are answering your fan mail. We're going over everything related to the Dark Heart of Skyrim. So the entire Greymore reveal. We're talking vampires. We're talk. We're talking antiquities. We're talking new systems, new announcements for lore seekers, and a lore lesson on the vampires of Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this and is maybe maybe a theory. Okay, we did a little theory crafting when it okay. came to. The like vampires that. in Skyrim. I like that. All I know is I've been instructed. I cannot get up from this seat. I bought. I brought extra bottles of water because I'm not Good. allowed to leave according to no. Cash. I told, literally told him, you're staying in your seat. You're pissing your pants. <laughs> so that's a thing. Who does that? <laughs> Me. You don't like this one. All right. So anyway, let's do some lore secret announcements before we get started. First things first, we want to make sure you know, starting February 1st, our monthly newsletter is getting ready to go out. If you want to get all caught up on lore secrets from the previous month in one email, we're going to do that for you. All right. (laughs) Goodness, what is my 12? Um, So anyway, we're going to do um, past episodes, lore lessons, all the things, any events coming up, etc. And something special in there that's for the lore secret community. And we're not going to tell you what it is until you read it. Okay. So anyway, you can sign up, Elder Scrolls, no, wow, I about said ElderScrollsOnline.com, uh, LoreSeekersPodcast.com, it's off the right on the toolbar, you can sign up, and uh, we also, because we've had, I just got a shirt in from uh, one of our fans, and uh, I, I believe it was Masix. Yes, it was. From um, from Canada, and from he works at a brewery, sent us shirts and stuff, which was awesome. Yes, thank you, sir. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we appreciate. And, you know, at the time, we didn't have a physical address to provide him with. And so now we do. If you want to send us anything, whatever, et cetera, fan mail, you know, an angry letter to Cash, which would make poop. me giggle. Poop. Uh, poop. Because Jibs is yeah. picking it up. So send uh, poop. It's That's true. I am picking up. Please don't send me poop. <laughs> anyway, send our poop. address, physical address is P.O. Box 3665, Terre Haute, Indiana, 47803. Okay. So gonna keep getting better 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 let's skip down to the bottom one then we'll go back up uh <laughs> lore seekers are confirmed for e3 2020 we talked about this in the past but now we're really going to be hammering this home we want to make sure you know every single week we are confirmed we have booked our hotels we are going we're going to be having an official meetup outside of E3. So that way, anybody who's not going in E3 doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about missing it. We want to make this as accessible to you as possible. So you can look forward to more details on that in the future. Ooh, hang on. I need, I need to bring a point up on that. Chibs yep. and I had uh, a couple of pretty long conversations about this. And we, there's several options out there, friends, several options. But if you are planning to come to E3, which is why we ended up booking a couple of hotel rooms so soon, they are selling out. So if you're if you're thinking about going, try and find hotel reservations is going to get very difficult down there because it is a huge event. So if you're thinking about it, don't sit on your hands on this one. You're going to have to at least just book something, get it on the books. If you have to cancel later, then, you know, try and make that part of your deal. But yeah. um, And here's the other thing. Um, Airbnbs are everywhere in L.A., including the suburbs around L.A. And with with not a very far drive to get to the L.A. Convention Center where E3 is going to be. 
We don't know for sure if Zoss is going to be there, but it's a huge event. It's going to be fun. Regardless of what happens, if you're going, let us know, and we will make sure that we do something. Yeah. It'll be a blast. Yep. It's the week of the let's see, uh, 7th of June, so it's it E3 is E3's actually June 9th. 9th through 11th. Through 11th, yeah. Um, but stuff will be happening before that, especially with Lord Seekers. Uh, assuming Zoss is there, assuming there is a Bethesda showcase, I would love to be able to attend that, hopefully, uh, when we're in E3, assuming we can get in. But um, I, we're definitely going to be in E3 and outside of E3, so that's happening. That being said, at the meetup, the barmaid's coming, and if you're lucky... Yay! Yeah, you'll get to meet her in person, and if you're lucky, maybe you can talk her into serving you drinks. <laughs> oh, good luck on that Good one. luck. <laughs> so Miss, uh, Mrs. Cash and uh, Baby Bear Cash are also going to be there. Yeah, they're yeah, probably going to yeah. go shopping, though. That, my guess is yeah. they're going to go shopping. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be in E3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely. The girls go shop. Yeah. We'll go geek out. Right. That's what we do. So anyway, e- Lore Seekers, E3 confirmed. Make your plans. It's not an if thing. It's a definite thing that we are going. We will be there. I want to meet as many of you as possible. Come. Come, come, come if you can. All right? So make some plans. Save back some money. Do what you got to do. Take your PTO time. Uh, Next. This is our final announcement. We're going to get started here. All right? We're about 20-some minutes in. A long time ago, in a galaxy... No, not really. Uh, January. uh, The beginning of January, we talked about some new things we were going to do at Lore Seekers. And we're happy to say we're going to announce one of them today. This was inspired by one of our Lore Seeker community members, Rose Mackey. And I don't know if Rose is here in chat. We're streaming live at twitch.tv slash Lore Seekers podcast. But this was suggested to us months prior. And we never forgot. We put it out to our community. Hey, what do you want to see from Lore Seekers? And out of all the the segment ideas and all the things that was given to us, and they, of course, supportive as they are, responded in full fashion, there was a lot of responses. There was one that stood out, and we just held on to it, and we're waiting and waiting when to use it. So, here's the fun part. It involves you. So, in the coming weeks, this isn't going to be immediate. It's not going to be next week. We're going to take our sweet time because it involves you. We want to make sure you can get involved. We're going to debut a brand spanking new segment here on the show that we call Lore Builds. Now, what does that mean, Jibs? Tell us. Tell us more. But wait, there's more. Uh, So in this upcoming segment, we will build archetypes from the lore of Elder Scrolls in the Elder Scrolls Online. So what would a Reachman be in Elder Scrolls Online? What class would they be? What would their skills be? They'd be stinky. What what if somebody wanted to be um, like... Uh, what if someone wanted to be a spinner? If I make a class, that's a warden. Come on, that represents easy one. A, a spinner. Can I? Can I do my build? Yeah, yes, you can do your build. And so, okay. uh, or chat's talking about barbarians. You know, just a giant. A giant? Could we do that? Yeah, we're going to try everything. And so, nothing's off the table. We're opening this up completely to you. Send us what you would like us to do for lore builds, and we're going to do it right here on the show. So that way, if you wanted to RPS specific archetype in Elder Scrolls Online. You can. So, um, that being said, send us your suggestions, because that's how this is going to go. This is coming from you. You know, 100% from you. And we're going to pick the one. <laughs> we're going to go through and just start working through them. Um, you can get a hold of us anywhere, whether it's Twitter, Twitter preferred, or uh, email, or voicemail. You can also hit us up on Discord. 
So I really like the fact that that we're doing this, and and I I got we got to hand it to Rose Mackey for this idea because it's a great idea. Now we do get a lot of ideas, we get a bunch of them, but we can only do so much. Like Jibs and I, when you put both of our brains together, only equals like one brain. <laughs> we're smart. So what? <laughs> so uh, we, like we try, we'll try and do it all, but we really can't do it all. So I heard from a very wise man. Whole ass one thing, don't half ass two things, right, buddy? That's right. He's a very wise man. Anyway, it's he's right. One from Ron so, okay. All right. So anyway, that my friends is all we have for announcements. <laughs> I've been looking for you. Oh, you're That's struggling. I'm supposed to deliver you, you, your hands only. Oh, you're, oh, oh, hey, thanks. Sorry, he's he's coughing in his. I don't think you can hear it, but he's coughing in his jacket. I just. Do you want to hang out? He doesn't have anything. He left. Apparently, I have the hiv, and he doesn't want it. Was so. that a heavy sip? I mean, what was that? You, you did a good, uh, you did a good job, you know, covering. I couldn't hear it, but no, I think it's the spiked tea. The spiked tea. <laughs> yeah, apparently do. somebody put bad decisions in it and went right down my yeah, yeah, yeah. windpipe. Oh, there you go. That'll do it. Uh, so anyway, it's that time before we get started with everything. The mailbag. You send us your emails, voicemails, etc. We come here live on the show. We do it first and foremost because we believe in putting you first and foremost. That being said, first thing, up, uh, first email up we have today. We got we got quite a few. We're going through them all. Andrew Keevy says, "Greetings, Jibs and Cash. Androx thirty two here. Super excited to be returning to Skyrim and Greymore. My question is actually related to antiquities. My question Ooh. is." As they mentioned in the reveal, they have different properties to use on your journey. Do you think, at least in terms of possibly the mythic items, if any will have an infinity to race or class ability buffs? Please let me know what you think, as this is something that I'm going to be spending a lot of time with. I always appreciate your show every week. It really helps me get through. Thank you, P.S. Cash. I agree that they should make running on your mount an achievement if they are not going to fix it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, good. <laughs> if we continue oh. to reinforce this to Chris Lambert, then maybe he will um, uh, give us an achievement for it. Because, no, we don't want it out of the game at this point. <laughs> oh, it's a feature. We like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of when you do it. So. so, okay, so so to the question, do you think, at least in terms of possibly the mythic items, if any of them will have an affinity to race or a class ability buff? In other words, would it make a racial, maybe a racial passive stronger or a class ability buff? And I think at this point we don't know we, because we, we were only we were given two examples of those mythic items. One where I believe it speeds you up, and then one there was a chess piece mm-hmm. uh, that Rich was talking about that will. Um, it's a heavy chess piece that will return Magicka. Yep. Um, and those are really the only two that we know about. Now I would assume if there's racial passives that have anything to do with the particular uh, bonuses from the mythic items that. Yeah, I would assume that it would synergize. Um, you know, so if you get something, you're obviously going to be stronger. Say if you're running a Breton and you already have increased Magicka return, right? And a decrease yeah. in Magicka abilities and cost. Then if there is a Mythic item that also gives you more Magicka return, then it's going to stack on top of that. Yeah. 
that's my thought anyway. Like we we really don't know because it's still kind of cryptic the way some of that stuff is going to work. The fact that the antiquity we're going to talk about antiquities anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to default to later so that I can do yeah. an absolute freaking squee about it, about this antiquity system because I yeah. think it just blew my mind. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to hold off a little bit till later, but I will say this: there was nothing stated about um, race or class ability buffs. Right. That being said, never say never. I mean, when you kind of open one of these systems up, there's always the potential of future additions of things. So I don't know exactly. for sure. Could um, be base system. Yeah, I don't know for sure, but uh, I look forward to seeing what it is that's for sure uh so anyway andrew thank you so much gaz says hey guys just to say a massive shout out from the emerald isle ireland oh Oh, i love ireland he's from ireland and we love the show over here cool oh that's awesome i've been thinking and discussing the idea of quote when life imitates art end quote recently and i was wondering if either of you have ever been inspired by something in elder scrolls or any other game that has had a positive impact in your life. For example, when spending so much time playing as the hero in video games, do you ever find it leads you to having more heroic qualities in real life? When it, I'm, I'm joking, I'm laughing because I picture Cash trying to do something. When it comes to things like friendship, family, health, and fitness, career, etc. I know myself and many others have found massive inspiration in real life from video games and was wondering if either of you have found the same things. Once again, huge fan of the show. Looking forward to the year ahead. Take care. Thank you, Gaz. That's cool. You want to take this one, bud? Yeah, you know, man, I tell you what, Elder Scrolls has really brought... <laughs> I can't even joke about that. I was going to make a joke about Blade of Woe, but I can't do that. <laughs> <gasps> Jibs. <laughs> That's awful. I'm sorry. Um, I, I would say it, it's hard to pinpoint like that, because when you've been playing... You think of how long you've played Elder Scrolls, and you're like, gee whiz. I remember what Elder Scrolls was for me in difficult times when I was younger, but I will say, if anything, video games have, over the course of my life, I would say challenged me to be more adventurous, to go out and do things. Because if you don't go out and do whatever it is that you need to do, you may be the one person who changes the world or changes the world or which could be just your world could be your city. It could be your family. It could be your friends. So to me, it is an encouragement to get out there and be more adventurous. I love that. And while you were talking about that, I actually thought of something that directly correlates, directly correlates to this question from Gas. So first and foremost, like I, I always try to make, this is probably going to sound so like I'm so full of myself. I always try to make my characters like me. Like I don't have any characters with hair. Like we'll start there, but I always try and make my characters do the right thing because I, I, I struggle with that in my own life. It's like sometime you're on the freeway. You know, you give people a thumbs down, right? Jibs (laughs) instead of the other gesture. But I, I'm always striving and working towards doing the right thing. And it's hard. It's a struggle. And every single one of you out there, I know it is a struggle sometimes to do the right thing, especially when you're angry. But with my characters, I hate making the bad decisions for them. Or I hate, if I have a choice in dialogue, I'm always going to pick the more supportive choice. And that's just who I am. Yeah. So in that respect, yes. 
But there is also one other thing that I've recently been getting into that directly correlates to my gameplay. And that is alchemy and herbalism. And I'm being totally real with you all. I'm actually learning how to make my own salves, medications, um, home remedies and stuff like that from natural ingredients as opposed to, and Jibs, I know you do this too. See you nodding. But I've re like, I've bought a bunch of books and, you know, started buying all kinds of herbs and stuff from, uh, from some online sources so that I can kind of piece together my own concoction. But no, it's pretty cool. Like stuff that. that is like naturally good for you, boost your immunity and stuff like that. So, oh yeah. That is a direct example of something in this game that I've taken an innate interest in in my real life. I love that, man. Yeah. I love that. Kind of cool. Want me to take the next one? Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I want to hit this one up because um, we actually got to meet Rock Fan Chris, who is a really freaking cool dude. We got to meet him in Vegas, and he writes, Jibs and Cash. I came across the Southern Elsewhere quest, Jassad's Note and began to think of the possible connections to the forthcoming story in Western Skyrim. You read the note next to the body of Jassad, and it talks of hearing voices and seeing visions from a divine spirit through a stone that is so Elder Scrolls. (laughs) The female divine speaking to him says she is looking for another knight to carry her light. Ooh, this sounds very much like a certain Adra. One who will not betray her and who will correct a mistake. There it is. The mention of light makes me think of Meridia, exactly. Does the reference to the previous knight who betrayed her mean Darien from the Somerset storyline? Ooh, very nice tie-in. And Rockfan Chris continues, I believe this is hinting toward the Greymore storyline. Some of the things people have found have hinted at a possible Meridian influence. She may even be the big enemy we are up against next time. I'd love to hear your thoughts. It was so great meeting all you incredible members of the ESO fam in Vegas. I've never been more proud to be a lore seeker for life. That is awesome. Heck yeah. Thank you, Chris. Hashtag LFL. Yes, sure. Um, I, I think he's drawn some pretty good conclusions here. Some that I would say we still, obviously, we still don't know if there is an influence from either Adra or Daedric, other than the vampire thing. We're going to talk more about the Daedric influence with vampires here in a little while. Yeah. But I I did not think about the Meridian influence here. Now, Meridia, as you guys know, she's one of the main, uh, she's one of the main Adra that you're going to run through in your main storyline in uh, the base game. Right. And... She, we say she, although we know Adra can manifest as male or female, but she typically takes the positive side. So I don't, I mean, if she were to become, if Meridia were to become one of the main enemies that we deal with in Greymore or the year-long chapter, I would be really surprised, like, if she takes a turn. Yeah, I, I really feel like for that to happen... A negative action has to happen first. Something that really ticks her off. You know? Oh, so you're uh, talking like we maybe we see her wrath. Y- yeah, not not Ooh. this chapter, but I mean moving forward. Like something hap- would have to happen to me. This is just, you know, spitballing. Something would have to happen to bring her to that point. 
which we would later see. I don't know. I just, but she's the groundskeeper. She's really pretty and nice. And, <gasps> oh, dude, some... that was a spoiler. What was a spoiler? I just called her the groundskeeper. Okay, look, if you haven't played through the base game yet, <laughs> after this many years. It's been 84 years. It's your fault, power there levelers. You there you go. <laughs> yeah. I see you, Alec, your desert people. Right. I'm there with you. But uh, anyway, so yeah. Wow. Great email. Thanks, Rock Fan Chris. Yeah. Thank you, sir. And uh, next up, we got a voicemail here on Viva Vegas. Here we go. Hey, gentlemen. Hope you guys are having a great week. Jibs, I hope your little one is feeling better. Cash, I hope your little one is feeling better. Everyone was sick. It's awful. It's that time of year. So hopefully by the time I'm hearing this on the podcast, possibly, everyone's feeling right as rain. Uh, I just wanted to call in really quickly. And I'm, obviously I'm calling here the night after or the night of the Las Vegas premiere for Dark, Dark Heart of Skyrim. And I was just watching Ninja 614's stream after the show, and Gina Bruno came down and sat down and was talking with everyone and just being completely genuine. And then uh, Lehman came in, and then Rich came in, and it just made me realize what a unique relationship that the fans and the community and the players of ESO have with with the people who are directly in charge of varying departments throughout this company. And I can't conjure up, you know, I play a lot of games. I belong to a lot of communities. I talk to a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people on Twitter. I cannot, for the life of me, think of any other community that's disconnected with the people who are actually making the game. And it's so cool. Just as if the game wasn't cool enough and the trailer wasn't exciting enough and the content wasn't good enough. It's just another thing that just makes me want to hop on and play because I just feel so welcomed by everybody. And uh, it's and it's, several of them have talked to me on Twitter. And it's just crazy. So anyways, you guys know this, but I just wanted to give a shout-out to how cool and how unique that is. And uh hope you guys have a great rest of your podcast and rest of your week, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Now, I don't think there was – I heard a name in, on there, but I know that voice. I just – I can't remember the name tied to that voice. So that being was, said, that was awesome. Yeah. And, and he hit the nail right on the head, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the lead. I just, from a podcaster standpoint, Cash and I have done podcasts for other games in the past, like years ago. It's, man, isn't it crazy? It feels, it literally is years ago now. And um, this, hands down to me, because of the support of Zoss, the, the support of uh, our listeners and, and ESO fam, has been the greatest ESO experience or podcast experience ever. You know, if the doors were to close on the tavern today, if this was the last show, the final episode, and we're out, we're rolling, and, you know, we're going off in the sunset, this to me would have been the best experience I have ever, ever had. I'm so incredibly appreciative. Of, of the developed develop team, uh, developer team, um, everybody. It's just been phenomenal, and um, I, I, I can't agree more. Did you say the show's over? No, I dang We're it, done? man. They're going to freak out and chat when you say stuff like that. <laughs> no, that's what I was saying. Like, dude. Sweet Jesus. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. No. 
Can't do Dude, that was Ewe. He's oh. in chat. Mm. Oh. oh my gosh, Ewe, good to see you, buddy. Oh my god, did I almost kill you? No, I just about spit more water out, but anyway, continue. Yeah, no, it was Ewe. Okay, now this is... Thank you, first of all, for that, because I think that there was a great... It was a great summation, and I think what you have experienced is the SO fam. And I, I mean, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face, and then I'll keep saying it a few more times. ESO fam is freaking real, and that's what it's all about, is there is this mesh between, there's this blending of the developers of the game, the community managers of this game, and the community. And that's why Jibs and I, I have such a hard time when I see some of the idiots out there and some of the stupid crap that they say about the game oh the game is dead and it's like what like <laughs> do you even know what game you're talking about Bless you know we're like here, and here here's one of my favorites they just care about making money and the developers don't care about the the game experience that is the biggest load of bull crap i've ever heard <laughs> and no it's not just because we're content creators it's because we have broke bread with these people and shook their hands and we see the passion that they have for the game too. And I'll, I'm going to call Rich out. You can see it in his face when he's talking about it. And I'm not talking about talking about it live in front of an audience. When he was explaining stuff to, to Kyle and I to bring us up to speed for the, for the after show, his eyes are wide open. And, and the, the look on his face is not like, dear God, this is a job and I'm away from my house again. It was a look of like, I can't wait to see what they think because I'm excited about it. And when you have that kind of a palpable attitude it, and it comes from the top down and it trickles down into this product that we all are playing and we love. And when those people are approachable, that is what makes a true gaming community. And how do we know this is, I mean, just like this voicemail. We've played a lot of games. We've been part of content creation for a lot of games. And never have we had an experience like we are here. And that is a major draw, not just to continue playing the game, but to, yeah. to continue creating content for a game like that. Yeah. So that, that is like, that's the start and finish of my point is that what you have experienced by watching that happen on stream where the devs are coming and, you know, sitting with Ninja and stuff like that. That is... And they did it with all the streamers that were there. Paul Cast, who's freaking awesome, by the way. Um, K-Pow, who's totally fun to hang out with. Kyle was there. Obviously, I, I love Kyle to death. And Ninja. They were all there. They were doing it. And the devs went to every one of them and sat down with them while they were doing their stream after the show. And you, you can see the excitement that was there. And, by the way, Gina's a lightweight. I'm just going to throw that out there real quick. <laughs> She's a lightweight of all lightweights. I remember the year before when she had her, I think it was a cocktail of some sort. And that was down. And then it was just like all bets were off at that point. <laughs> on a side note, like I needed a little shot of whiskey before I went on stage. I was, I was very nervous to go on stage in front of all the people. And of course, I mean, I was super nervous. Duh. So I needed, yeah. I needed something to calm the nerves a little bit. And like, I remember I had a little flask of whiskey and I offered it up to a couple of people. <laughs> I asked Gina, I'm like, hey, you want, want a little swiggy swig? And she's like, get that thing away from me. <laughs> Not until after the show. And Rich just goes, 
she's a super lightweight. We give her one sip of that, she's going to be done. <laughs> so, like, okay. So anyway, oh, I think by man. that time she'd probably had a couple drinks and got super fun. Did you guys see the thing with all cast? The little yeah. clip with all cast. Oh. <laughs> and she was sitting with him. It was awesome. If you haven't seen it, go go on uh, oh. on uh, all cast Twitter. It's pretty damn funny. So anyway, ESO fam, dude, that's what it's all about. It's amazing. ESO fam is the best fam. All right. So anyway, if, if you want to get your mail here in our mailbag segment or call us, you can. 765-382-6961. That includes developers, too. Rich, I'm looking at you. I, you know, I don't even want to know what you would say. I, I'm kind of at that point. I don't I don't know what you would say to it. <laughs> yeah, it I, I don't... I'd be concerned. Anyway, you like, can also... You guys, is, you guys is cray-cray. You guys. <laughs> you can always email us, Podcast at gmail.com. So, are you ready for the news? Yes! Here we go. Hear ye, hear ye. Tamaril has some news. All right. So glad he's better. <sighs> Me too, brother. Me Ooh, too. buddy. Uh, well, before we get started, if you want to get something for free on us, we, we're about giving you as much as we can. That's how we've always been, and that's how we will forever be. Uh and it starts right here. Our content, everything's free. But also this. We want to throw this in your hands as well. If you want to get... So, so you're done with the episode, right? And you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to listen to. We can help you out. All right. So we want to give you a free book, audio book by Audible. Here's what you do. You go to audibletrial.com forward slash lore seekers. You sign up for the free 30-day free trial. And then you can keep your service going. You cancel. No matter what, you get one free audiobook. And two Audible Originals, 100% free on us. You keep them. All right? AudibleTrial.com forward slash lore seekers. So, before we get started in all the nitty-gritty of Graymore, and let me tell you, we have legitimately like 12 more, 11 more pages of stuff to go through. Um, oh, at my 40, God. At 48 minutes in, roughly. Uh, we're going to go through an article that came out today. We're going to go through this together one by one uh, because it came out late in the day for us, and uh, we're just going to go through it, all right? And quite frankly, it's an amazing event. So fight for glory during the mid-year mayhem PvP event. This coming to us from ElderScrollsOnline.com. Quote, clash with your fellow players in Cyrodiil, the Battlegrounds, and Imperial City during the mid-year mayhem event, and you'll earn bonus alliance points and exclusive new rewards so mid your mayhem it's back and the horns of war will once again will once again sound and it starts oh my gosh it's going on right now for all our listeners yep oh yep for us when i saw this come out today i was like oh boy you know who's gonna be excited about this oh our lore seekers (gasps) give them that love Give him that love. I gotta give it to him. Give him that love. Yes, there's been a lot of serial happening in the Lore Seekers, and unfortunately, Jibs and I both missed it because we were doing family time things. But uh-huh. special shout out to Quick Joe for getting Emperor He's here in chat. the other night with our Lore Seeker group that was in Cyrodiil. And um, gotta give a lot of credit also to the folks who were running with them, in particular, uh, Grim Fate. Uh, Grim Fate, if you guys don't know, he's one of our PvP leads and very, very good 
with uh, giving direction and whatnot in Cyrodiil. And he actually is now a permanent host on the Brothers of Tamriel podcast. So congratulations to Grim for that. Congratulations to Quick Joe for getting Emp this week. Awesome. Yeah, buddy. That was awesome. Lore Seekers, Emp. Heck yeah. Love that. Yep. So anyway, to everyone who says we're just a PvE guild, my goodness, could you never be so... Could you be so wrong? Uh, that being said, going on right now through February 4th. Oh my gosh, it's a month? No. Wait, why did I think a month? All right, we got some time. That's that's all It's important. Yeah, uh, that, that would be about a week and a half. Yeah, thank you. During this PvP event, you can earn bonus rewards, XP, and alliance points by battling fellow players in the Alliance War, Battlegrounds, or Imperial City. So... If you're new, which we have a, lo- a ton of listeners who listen, who have just come to the game after hearing the show, here's how you guys get involved, okay? You're going to, number one, navigate to the in-game crown store and acquire the free, quote, details on the Mid-Year Mayhem quest from the quest starters category. Number two, travel to your faction's main gate in Cyrodiil from the Alliance War menu. Number three, locate the NPC called the, pre- uh, the Predicant... Predicate. Predicant Myra, Mayra, and acquire the quest. Why are you the way that you are? And acquire the quest titled Mid-Year Mayhem. Quick note, if you've done all this already, you don't have to do it again. Players who've been playing, yeah, you don't have to do this again. Complete the quest to receive your scroll of Pelinal's Ferocity and Pelinal's Mid-Year Boon Box. Use the scroll to activate your two-hour 100% buff to alliance points and XP from player kills and PvP activities. He said Pelinal's Mid-Year Boon Box. I feel, like, I feel like beatboxing right now. Oh. <laughs> Dude, we saw one of those Best Buy's selling those now. Except it's Bluetooth. I'm like, I would buy this just to have the feel of an old school boombox again. They have mid-year boomboxes? Yeah, yeah, it's there. Sweet. Rich, richest faces on the front. That's good marketing. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you can keep an eye out for three additional PvP campaigns opening up during the duration of this event as well. By the way, they won't be alliance locked, so there's that. Uh, during Midter Mayhem, you can earn new collectibles. So first up, we've got the Legion Zero Outfit Style Pages. You can don the garb of the Legion by picking up the outfit style pages from for the Legion Zero's armor dropped from bosses in the Imperial City, including those found in the sewers and the city proper. Also... You can get the standard bearer emotes, so show your colors with the standard bearer emote. This new emote is earned by collecting 10 standard bearers emblems found within the first Pelinal's mid-year boon box. Not boom box. You can open each day per account. Once you have 10, you can combine them uh, with a standard bearers license on sale for 50,000 AP, which is nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing, especially during this event. From Predicant Mayra to create a room room box with the emote for that character's alliance. Make sure to use it on a character of the alliance whose banners you want to hold high. Go yellow. (sighs) Did I say that out loud? Sometimes the thoughts just roll off my tongue. You know, I think we need to have a conversation for a second. Really? Go red. Jibs. (laughs) It's the Lord. No, 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 no. Don't be a no, 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 no. You're wearing a yellow t-shirt. No, 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 no. All I'm saying, I've kept quiet for six volumes. You're a dick. I have went along with it. 
Granted, it's Kate Beckinsale, so, you know, why, why not join that alliance? But I know what colors I bleed. <laughs> and the colors I bleed, color red, my friend. You're so full of a metric crap ton of crap. No, You're I'm wearing not. a yellow shirt. Yellow is the ve- it's your favorite color. You have matching sweatsuits in yellow. I think this is you in denial right now. Chat is going crazy right now. Because <laughs> all I'm Red, saying... Red, blue, yellow. No. Uh, yeah, because all I'm saying is you don't mess with the Nords. Uh, and you definitely don't mess... <laughs> Why are you shaking your head? Dude, the dumbass Nords had a war going on underneath their feet you for centuries. To, you had to have seen this coming because you know my race is in. Look at chat just go off like crazy. You know my race is there. My race is the Dunmer. I yeah, bleed dumber. red. Your you race bleed. is literally dumb. Oh, he is getting just nasty. You're getting <laughs> That's nasty. <just> nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you, so that being said, I don't have to hide it anymore. Blood for the freaking pack. That's what Jibs has to say. Oh and I'll be getting... God. I'm going to get a banner over here just to tick him off. Just to throw it in his face. I'm going to flick your testicles. <laughs> Literally with a running start. <laughs> hey, don't touch me there. That is my... No, no, that's square. Where my, that's where my bathing suit comes. <laughs> oh, so, all right. I've, I've had... I finally got to share that. I was thinking that the other week. I'm like, you know what? I wonder if he'll ever say anything that just kind of forces me to say something. Yeah, well, I'm glad you got it out. Now, come back to the light. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, Mid-Year Victor's Laurel Wreath. You can also earn this uh, simply by earning glory on the battlefield and completing below-event-specific achievements. Cash is done. <laughs> Mayhem Connoisseur receiving the blessing of Vel- Pelinal White Streak at one of the Alliance Gates during Mid-Year Mayhem. Echo of Pelinal's Fury chat is still going off rate a scroll of pelinals ferocity during the mid-year mayhem then you got the hand of the white strake acquired 25th pelinals mid-year boon box wrath of the white strake defeat 50 opponents during the mid-year mayhem pelin avant the scour- the scourge win a battleground match during the mid-year mayhem pelin peneline good lord the bloody capture a keep in cyrodiil and Pelinarif Insurgent capture an Imperial District during Mid-Year Mayhem event. Note that access... That's a whiskey bottle. You've note, driven me to drink. That, <laughs> note that access to the Imperial City deals. <laughs> what you don't know is the conversation Cash had before off-air one time. We're like, you know what? I don't... I'm just going to drink water from now on. You know, I'm sharper when I just drink water. Cash is in agreement. Look yeah, where we're well. at right now. <laughs> You completely, you completely that entire thing up. So I regret nothing. I'm drinking this in an in an old teacup because that's Bless all I had in heart. front of me. Oh, this is called emergency all, whiskey. Oh, that's called Indiana right there. Go on ahead, there, buddy. When you engage in PvP during the Mid-Year Mayhem event, you'll receive Pelinal's Mid-Year Boomboxes in addition to your regular rewards for the Worthy Containers and as rewards from various PvP dailies. Look, there's a lot of dailies. You can get them for Battleground Quests, Scouting, Battle, Warfront, Conquest, Missions. There's a lot. Elder Scroll Capture and Recapture Quests, Town Quests, Imperial City Daily Quests, uh, and 
uh, what was that? Requires sublime protector achievement earned by completing the Imperial City main quest line. Yeah. Now we got all the goodies. All right. Here's the fun part. We got all the goodies. Pelinol's mid-year boom boxes have a chance to contain the following items. First up, you got transmute crystals, alchemy reagents, PvP consumables such as repair kits, forward camps, and siege weapons. You got motif pages for the Alliance and Akaviri styles. Style items for your alliance, Akaviri style items, Cold Harbor siege weapons, prismatic rune stones, books of Pelinol housing items. In addition to all this, harvesting nodes within both Cyrodiil and Imperial City drop double the regular resources. All right. So, oh, yeah, and the Cyrodiil merchant, I'm not going to pretend to say their name, also known as the Golden, stocks Alliance War legendary quality jewelry with necklaces during the first weekend and rings during the second. Can you cover the event tickets? Yeah, are you tired of talking? I need a breath. Check show notes. So we're going to earn more event tickets here, friends. In order to do that during Mid-Year Mayhem, you're going to complete any of the following PvP daily quests. Battleground quests from the Battlemaster Riven. Scouting Battle Warfront Conquest missions. Elder Scrolls Capture and Recapture capture quests. Town quests. Remember, this is where you go into Cyrodiil and do, and do all your, your daily quests. Town quests in Vlastris, Bruma, Cropsford, Chadenal, and Toral. Then the Imperial City Daily Quests, which require the Sublime Protector achievement, and you get that by completing the Imperial City main quest line. Not hard to do. So when you complete one of those quests, you will get three event tickets in addition to your regular rewards. Now, you can only earn three tickets per day per account, and they reset at 1 a.m. EST every morning. So during the event, the Impresario will have the following items. Indric Feathers. Legion Zero Outfit Style Pages, Standard Bear Emotes, Spectral Berries of Bloom, and Spectral Berries of Budding. So this event will feature the very first two Indric Berries for this quarter's evolution, the Otherworldly Spectral Indric. Be aware that if you purchase Legion Zero Outfit Style Pages and Banner Emote items for event tickets, they are bound to your account, meaning you cannot trade them. Now, for the entire event, you can acquire 39 event tickets, and additionally, the Impresario will continue to sell all feathers throughout, allowing you to unlock the new nascent Indric as well. There you go. Yes. That is a it big, giant, bat event. You know what? That what? is a lot of information. <laughs> well, it's just going to get even... <laughs> <laughs> even more we're like an hour i keep looking at the time i don't know why i never really do don't uh we're, we're about an hour in i'm thinking we're this may be a two and a half hour episode <laughs> it's pretty big one it's pretty big we're gonna yeah. get hate mail over how long this is we actually get people telling us that our show is too long it's like really every time i see it it's our show isn't long enough listen to it five minutes at a time there's always a pause button, I'm just saying. All right, so let's keep moving. And the reason why the chat is full, people are here, they're excited. One, because they're new, but they just heard of us. But two, Graymore. Yeah. So, my friends, this is an astronomical amount of information. One of the things we believe in here at Lore Seekers is to keep you informed. So we're going to do this, and we're going to use these articles as a guide and Cash and I are just going to talk about it, okay? We want to make sure you know everything, but at the same time, we're not going to read everything verbatim. We're not about that life, all right? No. That being said, 
<coughs> Blood for the pack. An ancient evil. Oh, this coming to us from announcing the Dark Heart of Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls Online. Graymore coming to us from ElderScrollsOnline.com. An ancient evil emerges from the depths, intent on devouring the souls of Skyrim. A dark tide of monsters rise from Black Reach and threatens to plunge all of Tamriel into darkness. Mm, that point right there, we're going to come back to. Yeah, buddy. So, in the Dark Heart of Skyrim, you can experience a year-long adventure. And it starts with the Harrowstorm DLC, Dungeon Pack. All right? It's going to continue through the Greymore chapter and the DLCs following. So, here's what we know so far. And we're going to kind of go in order here, starting with Har- Harrowstorm. Okay? The Dungeon Pack. It's on PTS right now, and we're going to dig a little bit into the uh, Harrowstorm in Update 25 article here, along, alongside this. Um, again, ElderScrollsOnline.com. Uh, so, Cash, can you tell them a little bit about like what Harrowstorm actually is? Yes. Harrowstorm is basically a dungeon DLC pack, and it's going to bring you some new features. There's a couple dungeons in it. One is named Ice Reach. It's a group dungeon. Or player content and the next one is called unhallowed grave and that is also another dungeon you're gonna also obviously get new item sets and collectibles and that is going to kick off both of those dungeons together much like we got in the precursor to elsewhere we got those couple of dungeons that kind of played off each other a little bit and started to tell the story about what Elsewhere was all about. Well, these two dungeons, Ice Reach and Unhallowed Grave, are going to kick off the year-long adventure of the Dark Heart of Skyrim. Now, we're not going to discuss Update 25 in detail, but these two new challenging dungeons are really going to set up the adventure for us in Greymoor for the next year. So we're going to talk a little bit about Unhallowed Grave and the story behind it. So on Hollowed yeah, yeah, Grave, yeah. raiders and grave robbers have forced their way into an ancient burial site in Bankarai, which I'm super stoked about having awesome content in Bankarai once again. Now they're seeking an ancient power that has remained in prison for centuries. In Unhallowed Grave, you are going to enter this long forbidden tomb, uncover the reasons for the crypt's invasion, and put a stop to the invader's plans before it's too late. Now, somehow connected is the dungeon of Ice Reach. In Skyrim's northern coast, it is beset by a terrible and supernatural storm. The origin of this maelstrom appears to be the island home of a powerful coven of witches. You and your comrades must travel to Ice Reach, confront the witches, and shut down their deadly ritual before it brings ruin upon all. Woo! Good of luck. Skyrim. Now, this is what really caught my attention. I, I, I pinged Lehman on this a little bit, our lore master, about the fact that the Sea of Ghosts is again in turmoil. Now, you'll know that later on in the fourth era, the Sea of Ghosts goes nuts again and actually crumbles most of the city of Winterhold, which is in a, it's a different area of what we're dealing with here. This is more of the Reach, the eastern areas. Um... So it's a little bit different. So he did say, no, it's not the same type of thing. This is a different threat. But it just goes to show how susceptible the Sea of Ghosts is to magic. Mm. Or whatever it is that it is causing some terrible supernatural storm. So 
just diving into the lore a little bit, I thought that was very interesting. You know what I love already? And, and this will probably be talked about. Dominion? This will be talked Oh, you are just salty. It's not that. You're just... <laughs> You're just salty. <laughs> My God, you've gotten fat. All right. Um, so, uh... Well to, played, sir. To me... <laughs> to me... I just, I, you know, you and I were talking off, off, off air the other day, and I just said, man, Morrowind is my place. Like, that's, I love Morrowind. I love everything about the Dunmer, the, the stories behind it, the Dunmer, and all those things. Uh, but I feel like so far, this is my, ex- this is my chapter. This is my expansion. I love, 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 love. It's almost more of an adult focus in that the dark, gothic overtones we have going on right now yes a you see it in the color percent. scheme a yep. thousand percent and when we uh when we talked to mr lambert about this he said that you were going to see a lot of those same dark undertones that you saw in the ribbon spire content of the that's in the game now which is exactly why i'm like man I, i'm taking my character back through there again to experience yep. that but that is a very dark part of the game and he also said that we are going to experience some character bleed over from some of the people that we saw in that um rivenspire conflict which i thought was really cool it's it all has to do with vampires so if you like vampire content like you've come to the right place this year buckle up buttercup because it's going to be a dark year in ESO. heck yeah and so yeah we got new sets, collectibles coming. We've got right. all, and, and and it's just like, oh my gosh. This is like, I love the fact that how they're doing this now with the dungeon DLCs, how it kind of sets up the chapter. I like the way, because, you know, if you think about what it was before that, you know, the DLC dungeon pack, it came, I believe it was quarter four. Late in the year, it would release. I I think. I can't, I can't remember what was released, the last release before elsewhere. But uh, anyway... That being said, I love the way this is getting set up. I love the fact we're getting these two new dungeons. And really, it's just like a... It's a, it's a taste of the glory. It's a taste. <laughs> it's just... Chancho. <laughs> chancho. It's just a taste. So anyway, alongside of Harrowstorm, we've got update 25 coming. We're going to go ahead and dip in this for a few minutes here. Um, so what's coming with update 25? We've got all kinds of performance improvements. Uh, a, a series of new features, fixes, balance changes, etc. So first up, with the performance improvements, we've got uh, frame rates getting improved. Uh, this includes changes to the effects manager in addition of multi-threading. You've got the first step in improving, um, like I said, frame rates. This is just step one. This is going to keep going. All right. So I look in. They, you know, they listen. Uh, an article there, performance improvements plan as well. Next, we've got patching overhaul. This is this is a big one. Not so much because of what we players have to do, but because how this affects us moving forward. How much better it's going to be right. for the player experience. So, update 25 also implements a massive patching overhaul for the ESO game client. Changing the way the game is downloaded, patched, and stored. 
this change dramatically reduces the amount of space ESO takes up on your hard drive, which I believe Rich said is roughly 30 gigs. 30 gigs. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, we, we, we cannot over oversight that. We can't glance over that at all. This dramatically reduces the amount of space by 30 freaking gigs. That is yeah. going to improve all kinds of things. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. That is amazing yeah. for them. Uh, with the implementation of this improvement, keep in mind, remember this, write it down, plan for it, you know, depending on your download speeds. All ESO players on every platform will have to re-download the game client upon the launch of Update 25. That is keep the day in- the internet died. Like a freaking vacuum (laughs) into the freaking the the portals of time. Mouse wheels are turning. (laughs) Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So keep an eye out for more information regarding this process in the near future. You can even earn yourself a free crimson torchbug pet for your troubles. So keep in mind. Keep that in mind. All right. right. So yeah. That being said, currently on PTS. If you're getting a PTS now, for those wondering. We will not be talking PTS here on the show. Cash and I, we never do PTS. We wait until it releases, and then we give you the nitty-gritty. But before we do that, we steal all the brand new builds from PTS and update our characters, <laughs> and then we go through it when it launches. <laughs> so That's our trick. You, wait. You actually do that? I don't do that. You do that? Are you kidding me? I look at all the brand new builds. <laughs> yes. I never do. I a thousand on. percent do that. Oh, just like the colors now. It's the different way we handle our builds. Apparently we're different now. All right. So uh, anyway, quite possibly the most important... <laughs> you got to stop doing that eyebrow thing. No one needs that. No one. I don't That's have like any other hair on my body, dude. It's just That's the brows. <laughs> so pay attention to them. Uh, so quite possibly the biggest reason everyone was there. Freaking Graymore. All right. The Elder Scrolls Online Graymore. Quote, supernatural hero storms plague western Skyrim, and dark beasts led by a powerful vampire lord devour souls <laughs> to further their mysterious plans. Well done, Twitch. Well done. And the Elden Scrolls Online Greymore ESO's newest chapter. Oh, you must defend the besieged Nords and uncover the evil behind this monstrous resurgence. Dude. There's some good stuff coming with this chapter. Yeah, so um, there's, and I actually, we talked about this on, uh, I I was lucky enough to be on uh, Kyle's show, the Tenants Podcast, the other night with um, yeah. Kyle and Mr. Stark and Zynode, and we specifically dove into the supernatural hero storms, and what exactly are they? Mm-hmm. So... I personally think so. Anyway, just just to glance over it real quick, these supernatural hero storms that are plaguing Western Skyrim's and dark beast led by a powerful vampire lord. Oh, I can't wait for the lore lesson. Anyway, <laughs> what the heck are these hero storms? It's like okay, well that is Greymore's version of a dolmen or a what were the ones in Somerset? The geysers. Geysers. It's like those. So it is. An in-world event that periodically happens. My personal thought, nobody knows what they are, right? My personal thought is that these supernatural hero storms are something similar to the open scenes of that trailer that we just that we showed before the show. 
or that is available yeah. for you to watch for yeah. the Graymore chapter. Yep. Now, if you haven't seen it, go see it. This is no spoilers. It's right out there. It's ready to go for you. So our lovely Lyris is walking through with the Nord. They're walking through this dark, dismal forest land with basically like a um like a battle group of people they're all fully yep. armored and they start getting attacked by this weird mist and it's not until lyris and the nord start making some pretty well placed shots with their two-handers that we are to see um that it brings to light that the things that are attacking them are vampires yes. my personal thought is that these harrow storms is some type of a plague or vampire attack where this mist comes and you can get attacked without, you know, seeing it or how, however they're going to pull this off. That is my prediction for what a Harrow storm actually is. Because if you look at what Harrow means, and I mentioned this on Kyle's show too, Harrow is, you know, plague, fear, like all these different gnarly things. It means a whole bunch of those things. And I think truly that's what it is. It's going to be some form of what we saw at the very beginning of that video. Jibs, your thoughts. <laughs> your thoughts. Uh, okay, first off, watching that trailer, you know, basically they had come up, like you said, you know, they had come up on the aftermath of a hero storm. You see the Nord pick up the urn, you see, and, you know, just you see the whole red mist just fall from under, you know, and all that. Um, which, by the way, can we get, get, pause for a minute? The cinematic was amazing. Amazing. Just yeah. top to bottom, amazing. That does not get old. It's incredibly powerful. It's sinister. It's visceral. It's, you know, you see Lyris come back. Holy balls. Can, can, I make, can I make a Vegas reference? Yeah, go ahead. So when I was in Vegas after the event, I actually got to meet the team that, put together, that puts together all the videos for ESO. And I'm I'm not I'm not gonna joke around. I'm not going to beat around the bush here. That is a good looking, super impressive group of freaking people. It was so cool to meet all of them and hear what they had to say. And I'm not kidding you, like these these guys and gals, like they traveled in a pack. It was the it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. They traveled in a pack, they were dressed to the nines. And they were just a bunch of good-looking freaking people. And talented? Are you kidding? So we had this. We had a short conversation. It was maybe five, ten minutes. And I was gushing just like, you guys, I'm not kidding you. Like, we want a full-length movie. I'm sure everybody out there. I would die over a full-length CG movie that has to do 100% ESO. I don't even care the period. I don't care how you choose to do it. But oh my God, would I fanboy oh, yeah. out? And you, it, it would kick the crap out of that stupid World of Warcraft movie. Like every oh, day, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, buddy. Sorry, I just I got super opinionated right there. But it's anyway, okay. it's all right. And all I'm saying is that I was so impressed by the work that these people put out. But you're right, the CG in this game. And even Rich was saying, he said, you would be amazed at how fast they can put something together and how fast they can make changes based on the things that, you know, the development team wants the changes. It's like, it's boom. They, they turn right around and it's done. 
I, yeah. I can't even fathom how you would start something like that. I mean, I'm an idiot, so it's not hard to realize that I have a hard time comprehending it, but it's amazing. Yeah, the amount of detail that, and especially when you go frame by frame, the amount of detail that they put in this trailer is, in, uh, it's there's hardly a word for it. It's insane. It, typically, uh, if you go over our Twitter page, at Lore Seekers Cast, anytime there's a big cinematic, one of the things we like to do for our followers, and they like to see it, is we take stills from the trailer. So what that requires us to do is to go through the trailers frame by frame. And I don't know if anyone else caught this, but I was going through... I told you about this the other day. Yeah. So in the trailer, when the Nord gets like takes that shot in his back, and you can kind of hear it slice you know, through his, uh, through his armor into his skin, and he kind of lunges over. If you're going frame by frame when that mist is coming over his shoulder... You can see in the mist a form of a face, a form of shoulders, and it almost looks like a diving nature of what he's doing, Dude, whatever it's doing. That gives me the freaking chills, bro. It, 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 that's what I saw. I don't know if that was intended or if it's even there, but that's what I saw when I'm going frame by frame. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. The talent that they have. Yeah. Give them a race, good and, lord! And that on was the amazing. flip side, just like ESO fam and these devs, they were really, really good, cool people, engaging. Like, oh, I yeah. like wanted to buy them drinks and like hang out with uh, them. <laughs> I'd love to meet them. They they right. they do amazing, exceptionally above and beyond work. Super glad they're with ESO. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's super glad. You know what? You're talking about a movie, man. I'd settle for a Netflix series of Elder Scrolls. Oh my. Talk about monumental. Whew. Shut up. Would you do me a favor and just seriously? <laughs> just shut the f- up right now. <laughs> okay. I don't okay. even talk about it anymore. All right. So anyway, can we have some? I love a novel. Well, gosh, that, even. Oh that, my god, that'd be good. Your rich is like, just shut up. You guys, like, <laughs> it's it's so much work. Like, just shut that'll up. be his first voicemail. Just shut up. Just shut your mouth. <laughs> just like my wife does. <laughs> just shut your mouth. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Ugh. So anyway. Graymore. It's bringing a huge new adventure for all of Elder Scrolls players. First up, we got the new zone, Western Skyrim. We already talked about it, but a gothic main story quest line that ties into the Dark Heart of Skyrim adventure. Next, you got an intriguing new system, Antiquities, which we're going to be talking about. Antiquities. And then a a new 12-person trial, Kynes Aegis. I actually heard that's pronounced Aegis. I'm not taking anything away from you because I called it Aegis oh. for 44 years. I've called it Aegis. It's Aegis. It's With actually e. pronounced Aegis. Yeah, this goes to show how stupid I am. <laughs> so the synopsis on that on that trial is: you defend the island bastion of Kynes Aegis. Man, I'm gonna that's gonna mess with me. You're real math. And. In a massive twelve-player trial, and protect the besieged villagers from invading sea giants. Battle hordes of monstrous raiders and three challenging bosses in this new <laughs> PVE group challenge. Everybody is pissed off in Skyrim during this release. <laughs> Everybody's mad. <laughs> I love it. Got but don't forget, don't forget, it said plagued. Plagued. This could be 
New lore written about a new plague that is across Skyrim. That's pissing all the beasties off. It's going to be interesting. Next up, we already talked about it, but Harrow Storms. It's a new world event. Uh, new, And you know what? I'm not taking anything away from the geysers, but those Harrow Storms, just by watching the cinematic um, and seeing the graphic work, and I'm assuming some of that is modeled after, you know, partially what we'll see something like, you know, in the game. Man, I'm liking the way those look. Those look more appealing to me than the geysers. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, geysers yeah. are water and effing slodes for the most part. Can we just burn them with fire? No, I want to just pour happy? salt on them to make it hurt. <laughs> slowly watch them like, suffer. Oh my god. So many <laughs> memes came out of slodes. I mean, uh, the ones in my head. They're terrible. Uh, Aerostorms, like, dude, these are freaking vampires and beasties. And I'm yeah. super excited about yeah. these. You know, we're, I, I think that it ultimately appeals to speaking more to you and I more anyway because we're more into that sinister stuff anyway so there's that uh, new dells public dungeons standalone quests updates for quality life improvements including a complete rework which we're going to talk about of the vampire skill line are we talking about that down uh in the near future here we're talking about it right before your lore lesson okay one quick thing i want to mention uh, that we okay. we kind of hit on um on the size of this zone because we covered a new zone to explore Western Skyrim, right? So in in talking to the developers about this, particularly Rich, the zone is not going to look on your map like it's massive. But 60% of the explorable zone is going to be on the surface with another 40% under your feet in Blackreach. Now, together, 60-40 equals 100% of the playable content is the largest release in a chapter that they have done ever. So you got to kind of put those two things together. When you look at the map, it's not you're going to be like, what the hell? But don't forget, like, brilliant idea. Blackreach is huge. Let's put it under their feet. It is a formidable size of player of playable area. So don't flip out if it doesn't look that big. Black Reach is massive. Just want to get that out. There you go. I look forward to it. I mean, that there'd be no other way to do it. You know, Black Reach would. I mean, if if it was good, going to be done, it'd have to be huge. And it sounds like they did it. Yeah. So nailed I'm it. Nailed it. Uh, genius. Genius. Uh, release date: PC, Mac, May 18th. Xbox One and PlayStation 4 on June 2nd. Pre-orders are now live, which we're going to be talking about here in a few minutes. So here's a fun note. In addition to all of this, Zoss has announced that Graymore will be coming to Google Stadia. Stay tuned for more info on how you can play. Does, do we know anything about Stadia? Like, Is it, is it going to be like PC servers that that connects to, or is it going to be its own little thing? Like, are we going to have to have a chapter in Stadia now? Like, I how- am not prepared to answer that question. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, it's okay to say you don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know either. Because huh. my ESO is going to be played on this setup right in front of me or on my laptop. But Stadia would go. be bitching. If that hooks to a TV, that could yeah, be it does. stupid. Yeah, that's okay. More money to spend. <laughs> 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 so much money. So All right. Much. 
with Grey Moore, Zoss has taken a different approach. Uh, that being said, in the current game, players can explore Skyrim's eastern zones. We already have East March, Bleak Rock, and the Rift. But in this chapter, you can explore the other side of the province. And I like that they put this in there because it's kind of... I hope this kind of combats what appears to be some kind of angst from Elder Scrolls overall. Uh, some some fans. Um, it, which is saying, you know, we're going back to Skyrim again. Including the city of solitude and deepest depths of Blackreach, a subterranean world beneath. Now, that being said, I really believe we're going to get more crucial Skyrim cities within the Dark Heart of Skyrim. The year long. What would, what would be the number one... What would be your number one city? Winterhold. Okay, I don't think we're going to get that one. <laughs> <laughs> just freaking hold your horses, dude. <laughs> can only do so much well, you once. asked. I was just... <laughs> I, I, now, I, don't get me wrong. Like, when I saw the picture of Solitude, now this is going to be 100% full disclosure. The first time that I saw that, that trailer was during our rehearsal for the after show. And when Rich is talking about it in the video and then they show Solitude in ESO, oh, I cool. had to fight back tears. And that's it's not just because I'm a giant pussy. It's just because it's the way it is. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm literally going to tear up about a game. But the rendering of Solitude blew my freaking mind. It was awesome. So... On top of that, I think there are some more cities that are probably going to show up later. That's mm. just that's just my thought. I'm not going to mm. forecast anything about which cities I think they may be. Look at your freaking map; you can probably figure it out. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. I'm not putting anybody on the spot, but I got a pretty good feeling that some other ones are coming. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Of course you do. So, <laughs> but Blackreach. We can't glance Dude, over Blackreach. I know, And man. all the things. Like, all the I things. I know. The Here's where on the street. We're going to be seeing the Falmer there. The Falmer. Word on the street. Falmer. Dwemer ruins. Oh, buddy. I'm going to be in there for a long time. And then, of course... What do you see underground? Because there's no sun under the ground. Vampires. Vampire. Heck yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This is this is like a three in one win right there. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> rad. It's so good. So good. All right. So anyway, quick note: while Graymore's main story is part of the year-long tale, you don't need to have completed the Harrowstorm DLC to follow and enjoy the adventure. You choose. How to experience Tamriel and the Dark Heart of Skyrim is up to you. Props to you guys for doing it that way. You could have made it real stringent. You had to do this do, to do that. You didn't. You opened it up. You nailed it. Way to be awesome. Uh, Antiquity System. You want to take the lead on this? <laughs> That's a yes. I'm just throwing it out there. This is made for the Lore Seekers Guild. Yep. It truly, truly is because we like we love the lore. We love going out there hunting all kinds of stuff. We may or may not have a storyline, which I have to bring back, that had 
everything to do with relic hunting, my friends. And now all of a sudden, it's in. This is in the game. It is going it's to so be cool. in the game. I mean, like, oh my, we're, we're that's it. We're a role playing guild now. <laughs> I that's what we're doing. So okay. everybody has to come up with backstories or G kick. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Oh, but it would funny. be an amazing and nerdy thing, and I really don't care because antiquities, my friends, a new system being brought into Greymore that allows you to hunt down and uncover lost artifacts across Tamriel by completing two types of minigames. Now, this is not just in the areas of Skyrim, friends. This is across the entirety of the game that we know and love now. So you get to become an up-and-coming archaeologist and scry the location of ancient relics and excavate them via these two new mini-games, which I just mentioned, scrying and excavating. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there is also two new skill lines, one for scrying and, one's for, and one for excavation, where you will continuously improve oh, in this... the things that you're doing. Dude, this screams lore seekers. That's what we do. We seek lore. And look, we're literally going to be able to do it. Yes. And this is ah, So this, this is part, okay. this part actually came from from Lore Seeker Lehman. Lore Seeker Lehman. Lore Master <laughs> Lehman. Ooh, I just gave him a demotion. So sorry about that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this one actually comes from Lore Master Lehman when he explained that you are going to get to learn about all kinds of new lore behind yes. all of these antiquities that we're going to be hunting down. Not just the Skyrim stuff, but lore across the entirety of Tamriel, of Nern, everything. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, blew my mind. I was just, you got to be kidding me, man. Oh, my God, it's going to be freaking amazing. So, by doing these two new mini games, Scrying and Excavation... You are going to have the ability to uncover very unique collectibles, furnishings for your house. They really made this accessible for everything everybody likes to do in the game. That's what you're going to get yeah. out of antiquities. Yeah. Mementos, right. uh, mythic items, siege weapons, mounts. Now, I mentioned something that we should probably detail. Mythic gear. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is going to be... Very new gear. These are one item pieces that are equipable on your character. Now, these are available at CP160 only. So you can't get like a level 20 mythic item. Obviously, it makes plenty of sense. It's gold level gear. You can oh. only wear one at a time. And they are going to have unique abilities tied to them. We mentioned a couple of the abilities earlier where, for instance, there's a ring that increases uh, movement speed in combat. And if you're outside of combat, it doubles movement speed. Then the other one that Mr. Lambert talked about was a heavy chest that restores magicka when when you use when you use it. But like I said, these are one item sets. So imagine all of the different combinations of things that people are going to be able to put in gear. And then you have this one item bonus. It it just adds an additional layer on top of freaking thousand layers that ESO already has and how to customize your character, particularly your character build. 
which is it's gonna be freaking awesome. So for instance, you have that ring in your in your backpack, okay? Backpack. I said backpack. Anyway, you have that ring in your pack and you want to go farm stuff. So you have this little route that you want to farm. Yeah. Equip or equip the ring and off you go. And you're running at twice the movement speed. Yeah. So oh my god. Imagine putting your farming set on, man. Yeah. You're just I mean you're 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 off to the races literally. And then I'll combine that with a Bosmer who gets the the speed buff anyway. Or orcs. Orcs, you get that. Hashtag be. Bosmer trash for life. <laughs> you go. I love it. <laughs> Look, any kind of farming build that you make at this point, you're just, I mean, good for you because you're going to have a great time with antiqu- antiquities. Hey, yep. I just, I just want to stay here for a moment because I like the idea of this and I'm really, really intrigued to see where this goes in the future. How they... How are they going to develop this? Because I, I love the fact that the ring can be used outside of PV, PvP and inside PvP. Both have benefits. So I'm assuming the idea is every item has a benefit to either side, maybe? I don't know. Maybe a stretch. But I like the fact that they chose, at least to give that example, that it has that possibility. Here's, here's my concern. My concern is that people are going to get so invested into antiquities and not have any place to put them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So furnishing items obviously are are going to, you know, they'll go into your house or whatever, into your bank. Yeah. I would really like to see a separate bag for antiquity items. Stop being a sissy and buy more bank space. I'm maxed, bruh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, is that is that a thing? Did you just call that, me a sissy actually... on live Twitch? Yeah, yeah. What a you know. bag! It's just no, like just uh, like seriously. If if you're out there and you you're picking up all kinds of stuff, my bags are already freaking full all the time, and I have the obviously the I'm sub, so I have the endless crafting bag. But you, you actually look. It's a it's a great point. That would be great to have. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Well, I'm, we're, gonna, we're all going to end up with a ton of mythic items that we can well, only use. Maybe. How, what's the rarity on these? We don't know the rarity. I don't know. I have really it could good be luck. A point, oh, 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 one percent chance you're getting it. What the hell just happened to you? You could. Get... <laughs> Did you develop a stutter I didn't know about? Because oh. I think it's awesome. I was. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Next, we got revamping vampires. Yes. That's a thing. So, it's no secret this chapter involves vampires, and they have been completely redone. The vampire skill line is now been, yes, it's been redone, but also you're getting a brand new experience with the vampires. Now, the justice system in game will trigger if you do overt character actions in the world. So if you decide to jump on somebody's back, which apparently that's a new one of the new animations for feeding, and apparently it's gory, it's visceral, and it's just raw nasty, man. You just start chewing into somebody. That's one of the animations. Yes. So if you if you do that thing, guess what? Guys are chasing you. You're getting a bounty. Run for your life. Hope you're a night blade so you can hide. 
I love this uh, so much better yeah. than the red funnel of blood from 10 feet away. <laughs> it is so, <laughs> going to be so much better to yeah. actually be a vampire. Yeah, I love it. Like, that's it. <laughs> I'm tapped out. Yeah. That's all I have. I'm so freaking excited about yeah. the new visuals. Now, similar to the Blade of Woe, you see how how you use the Blade of Woe and you just kind of come up and it gets gnarly. Rich yeah. actually said that they're having to tamp down the animations a little bit because I guess right now it looks like freaking Harry Carey when you're feeding on somebody. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we might want to just turn the blood down <laughs> just a little bit. Chunks uh, of flesh flying off. <laughs> yeah, let him go. Let it rip. Make it an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Right. Let it happen. Uh, but uh, no, seriously, though, I think it's fantastic. You know one thing I'm looking forward to? It reminds me when I'm out of outfit style or an outfit station, and I hear people screaming about the Blade of Woe. I want to know what's going to happen with the vampires, The whole that whole bit. So that being <laughs> said, thank you for the update in the show notes. I will not say on the air. Uh, I got to pay. Right, so, <laughs> This is a long show. Damn it. This is formidable. Yeah. We're not even... Oh, my gosh. We're, we're just... We're, I think we're a little over halfway just in the Graymore alone. Oh, all right. So, anyway, I'm going to keep moving along while Junior goes and re- relieves his vow- bowels while he squeezes the lemon. That's what we call it. That's what I call it. Hey, chat. She's you and me now. Uh, anyway, Graymore additions and pre-purchase rewards is coming to us from ElderScrollsOnline.com. Look at chat. Just go. <laughs> so, anyway... I said earlier, I'm going to say it again. Pre-purchases are now live. All right? You can pre-order, pre-purchase, do your thing. Of course, you're going to get rewards. We're going to be talking about that. In fact, we'll do it right now. So, if you pre-purchase the Elder Scrolls Online Graymore, you gain access to exclusive rewards, including... Oh, hey, real quick, since he's not here, blood for the freaking pack. I have been wanting to say that for so long. So long, and he wouldn't. Oh, actually, he never said anything because he didn't know. But blood for the pack. Yeah, he's still not back. Blood for the pack. Uh oh, here he is. Pre-order costume, Yarl Finery. All right, this rugged but stylish raiment, ring. Yeah, raiment is typically reserved for northern nobility. Just more proof of your heroic stature. Oh, look who's back! Did you squeeze the lemon. You good? I'm good. Okay. Much better. Uh, you also get the pre-order pet, sacrificial pocket mammoth. Though the arcane markings indicate its status as a sacrificial offering, these creatures often end up trundling along after soft-hearted souls like yourself. <laughs> oh, come on, chat. Why you gotta be like that? Why you gotta out me to cash like that? Come on, man. Telling him about what I was saying off air. Uh, next up, we got pre-order reward, nightfall preview crown crate. A select collection of Nightfall-themed items. Next, you got pre-order reward. Western Skyrim treasure maps. Getting those treasure maps again. Uh, then you got the Adornment Yarl Crown. This is pretty cool if you've played Skyrim. Crafted from Horker leather and metal reworked from weapons, this circlet marks your lofty status among the Nords. Infinitely better than anything Imperial from the Mid-Year Mayhem. Just saying. Mainly because Imperials. Mm. Uh, next, you got two XP scrolls. 50% XP scrolls created by the Priestess of Meridia. 
to help you get started on your adventures. The above pre-order items arrive upon the game's launch for your platform. In addition to this, should you pre-purchase Greymore digitally, you will also unlock exclusive in-game mount. All right. Now, we're not going to go through every single edition. There, look, for the most part, you're getting very similar items, okay? You either got the upgrades or the standards. If you're ordering the standard, it's going to include every all the DLC up to that point. If you do the upgrade, you're just going to be getting stuff for Greymore. So if that's for existing players, okay? That being said, Cash, they brought back something very special to all the players. Yes. And what this says to me and to everybody, if you've been around for a little while with the game, is that they heard us. Absolutely heard us about bringing back some type of a physical collector's edition and it is back now only available as a physical version includes the brand new Graymore chapter in addition to a selection of unique physical and digital items including the death hound pet which you'll get at launch dude it's so good it's a really nasty dog it's a nasty pooch. You're going to get a memento called the Orb of Magnus. You're going to get an exclusive mount called the Crypt Warden Death Hound. You're going to get an exclusive outfit style called the Sword Thane. An exclusive emote pack, uh, which is themed to Skyrim. And then here are the physical items. The incredible Vampire Lord statue which is super kick-ass. We got to see Oof. it on the stream during the uh, the after show. It was really freaking cool. A set of four collector's coins, which are all based in the different realms of ESO's chapters, including Vardenfell, Somerset, Northern Elsewhere, and Western Skyrim. You get a steel book, which uh, will house the uh, CDs for the game. You get a map of Western Skyrim. And one month of ESO plus. So I just want to point out stoked. Yeah, look, I just want to point out that that map. I love how if you zoom in real close, and we're gonna do that right here, chat. As you zoom in, you can kind of see the subterranean level as well. Uh, it divides it really well. It's really really cool looking map. Probably one of my favorites actually. Oh yeah, that Marlins frameable. Know what I mean, Gene? I do. My name is not Gene. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> pre-purchase. Are you, have you ordered yet? Are you on it, dude? I was so paranoid. And here, here's another thing that I that I love about our about our devs. Kyle and I were really worried about missing out on the collector's edition because of doing the show and just being kind of locked up. And Rich said, "Don't." Yeah. Rich said, "Don't worry. We'll take care of you." I was like, <laughs> "I love you. That's why I love you." <laughs> anyway, I was able to order it on my own and got it. So um, I would imagine there they're still there. Where'd you order yours from? Out of curiosity, if you don't mind. I ordered mine answer. directly off of Bethesda. Okay. Which right. brings up this question, which I'm sure has probably already been answered answered somewhere. But if you order it digitally, you immediately get those things on your account. Some Some of the things, the pre-release things you will get on your account. Should I say the premature things? 
But if you order it the way I ordered it, I don't think, like, I know that that's not activated on my account yet because you're ordering a physical collector's, which will have codes inside of it in order to get your mount and, you know, all the pre-release stuff. Yeah. So, now, if I have to wait, like, whatever. I'm getting the freaking Vampire Lord statue. It's going to go with the rest of my collection. So, I really don't care, but for the people that care, like, I want the mount right now. I don't know how they're going to do that quite yet. I think I remember in Morrowind there was that same issue, or maybe even Somerset. But anyway, that would be um, probably Twitter, I think, would be a really good place to go to find out the answer to that, because I'm sure I'm not the only one that had that question. Anyway. I know you get codes. Yeah. I know you get codes when you get it. So yeah, there's Well, when, when you get it, you do. But like I yeah. wasn't emailed yeah. any codes or anything. I think I've ordered mine like four or five days ago. I don't remember exactly how that went now that, now that you say that. I don't know. Huh. Anyway, it looks awesome. It does. You guys. Know what I mean, Gene? This chapter. Yeah. This chapter is yeah. going to kick so much ass. It's insane. Yeah. I'm also, uh, for, oh, quick, quick props uh, to Dom, Dominic, and all his team at TSO Online. Did a phenomenal job getting the site all switched over. It looks awesome. Totally Skyrim feel. And also, to go off of that, I look forward to seeing the articles that come out leading up to this release. I look forward to seeing and learning about the sets. I just, man, there's... I'm I'm glad that they chose the a year-long adventure again. I, I'm so glad they did. It's The first year was phenomenal. So I look forward to seeing where this goes. Right. And just a quick note from uh, our chat. Thank you very much. Who am I seeing this from? Madigon and Porknog. Porknog, by the way, that is an epic freaking name. I love that. Anyway, they mentioned on Twitter that you'll be provided a code for the early digital stuff if you order the physical edition. There you go. Yeah, so... Bang, bang, boom. Oh, well, all that news. You know what? You know what? You need to polish all that news off with cash. Freaking fat dose of lore. Fat dose of lore, my friend. And I'm ready for that lore. Are you ready to, to give that lore? Yeah, I'm going to go into mist form and then attempt to send your oh. nuts. Oh, that's equally as disturbing. All right, I'm going to step back. Here we go. I. I'm very excited about this lore lesson because I have a crazy theory and I'm going to explain why I have a crazy theory in this lore lesson. Now, I already know that we've covered vampires in a previous lore lesson. I think it was lore lesson 30. I know it was lore lesson 30. We even detailed a certain clan of vampires that were called the Kirill vampires and even told you how to become a vampire in Elder Scrolls Online. That was Lore Lesson 31. But this one is going to be a little bit different. Now, following the massive hype train that's coming out of ESO Vegas this past week, and then the bloody thing, the pale skin deflicted, being a part of the big reveal of the next chapter of ESO, we figured that being in the cold regions of Skyrim where we're going to explore the homeland of the Nords above and below the surface. The insidious vampire lord seeking to take over the entirety of Tamriel. Why would we not detail one of the most notorious vampire clans in all of Tamriel known as the Volkiar clan? 
who just happened to make their home in the very mountainous regions of Skyrim that we are going to be exploring. Let's talk a little bit about them because very interesting. And then I'm going to hit my theory, my friends. The vampires of the Volkiar clan inhabit the eastern regions of the territory and are quite surprisingly making their home under the surface of remote and haunted frozen lakes. The Volkiar clan is the oldest known vampire coven in all of Tamriel. Now, sometimes not coming out of their dens except to feed, they are known to possess a powerful icy breath attack, which will freeze their victims' blood within their veins. Now, Volkiar vampires have the ability to reach through the thick ice walls of a lake without even breaking it to snatch an unsuspecting surface-dwelling victim. Some of the members of the Volkiar coven may appear more monstrous than others. Some are adorned with a very pronounced brow ridge, slits that run vertically down their mouth, and lips and noses that resemble that of a bat. Now, this specialized form of Volkiar vampire has very unique powers above and beyond their counterparts. In addition to some of the more basic vampire abilities, such as night vision and, invi and invisibility and the ability to seduce their victims... These specialized Volkiar vampire morphs can also reanimate the dead, and when they're introduced to rays of the sun, they do not burn. Here's a little fun fact here now. Pay attention. Some of the more ancient vampires of the Volkiar coven, coven, specifically those who are part of the court at Castle Volkiar, have the ability to transform into large winged vampire lords. This is considered to be a gift from the father of vampires, Molag Ball himself. Now you'll remember our lore lesson on Molag Ball. He is the father of vampires. Now these particular Volkiar vampire lords are tall. They're humanoid looking. They're bat-like. And they have poisonous talons and wings. Now, becoming a vampire lord also gives them the ability to summon gargoyles, use magic such as mist form, and sometimes even to transform themselves into a cloud of bats to pass through small areas. Da, da, da. <laughs> Jim's is paying attention. Thank you, sir. Yes. You're welcome. There are some similarities that I'm going to be talking about in this lore lesson that is going to hearken to my theory. The founders of the Volkihar Coven are a Nord family led by Lord Harkon. Lord Harkon was a wealthy Nordic king who had a very severe fear of death. So Lord Harkon made a selfish pact with Molag Bal himself where he and his family would become immortal vampires in exchange for the sacrifice of a thousand innocent souls to the Daedric Lord. That is gnarly how somebody could sacrifice others for immortality for them and their family. It's another, it's another day of Sith life right there. Gnarly. So Harkon and his family were inflicted with the purest form of vampirism known which is given only by Molag Ball himself. So here's a little fun fact about the bloodline. 
Members of the Volkiar bloodline are infected with Sanguinaire Vampiris. As opposed to the most common form of, vampire, of vampiric disease, which is known as porphyric hemophilia. Sanguinaris, wait, Sanguinari Vampiris is more prevalent in the Skyrim territories and is known for only having a three-day incubation period after which the afflicted will die and become undead. Now we're going to talk about an ancient prophecy. And this is where my theory is going to come into play. There's an ancient prophecy called the Tyranny of the Sun. It was written early in the First Era. The Tyranny of the Sun foretold of a time where the sun in the sky would be vanquished and Tamriel would fall unto darkness. The prophecy was written by somebody named Archcurate Virthur of the Chantry of Ariel and it greatly interested Lord Harkon. The vampire lord dreamed of a world in darkness where vampires could roam free without fear of the sun. Here's another little fun fact. The creator of the tyranny of the sun prophecy, Archcurate Virthur of the Chantry of Ariel, was inflicted with vampirism by an initiate of the Chantry. Now, he felt very betrayed that Ariel would allow such a a curse upon him and not help him. So Virther sought his revenge and created the prophecy which foretold of the sun being blotted from the sky. With the sun covered for all eternity, the connection between Aetherius, the plane of the gods, and Mundus would be forever broken. Whereas Ariel would never have influence on Nern again. And that's what the Archcurate wanted as his revenge. So back to Lord Harkon. He first discovered this ancient prophecy when he uncovered some writings from actual moth priests who had read from three separate Elder Scrolls. And when he learned of the possibility of plunging the world into darkness without the sun, Lord Harkon went, hmm, this seems to be like a good thing to get obsessed about. So he did. So the tyranny of the sun was foretold to come to pass when Ariel's bow loosed an arrow soaked in the blood of a daughter of Cold Harbor into the sun itself. So three things. Ariel's bow had to be acquired. An arrow from the bow, from the quiver of the bow, had to be soaked in the blood of a daughter of Cold Harbor. And then that arrow had to be shot into the sun. And part of the prophecy reads, quote, The blood of Cold Harbor's daughter will blind the eye of the dragon. So now let's talk about what a daughter of Cold Harbor actually is. Needed to fulfill the prophecy, a daughter of Cold Harbor is a female granted with vampirism through a ritual with the creator's patron deity of vampire Molag Ball himself. So this is Molag Ball directly afflicting a female with vampirism. That is the most pure form of vampirism there is. So, Lord Harkon's own daughter, Serana, became a candidate for the blood sacrifice because she was a daughter of Cold Harbor. So, hearing of these plans, Lord Harkon's wife, her name was Valerica, she said, hell no you won't. 
So she prevented her husband from achieving this ultimate goal, and he fled. she fled with Serana, sealing her away in a crypt. Now, don't forget, these are vampires. They are immortal. So Lord Harkon searched in vain for his wife and his daughter for centuries, ultimately finding his demise at the hands of the Dovahkiin and Serana herself in the Fourth Era. Yes, you play the Dovahkiin. In case you didn't know. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> okay, so fun fact here. Lord Harkon's search for his estranged wife and daughter intensified greatly over the centuries. But so did the boldness of the Volkihar vampire clan. Vampiric raids on major cities in Skyrim became more frequent, way more deadly. And in response to this outward aggression toward the citizens of Skyrim the ancient order of vampire hunters known as the Dawnguard was reformed. Now let's talk about the Dawnguard and its origins. The origins of the Dawnguard trace back to the middle of the Second Era, where the Dawnguard was actually formed from the original guards of a prison known as Fort Dawnguard. Now this prison was formed, and these guards were put in place to house the son of the Jarl of Riften, who had become afflicted with vampirism. Eventually, the guards of the prison were forced to kill the Jarl's son, who had grown too powerful. Now, the Jarl was pissed, so he took the guards of the prison and banished them from the rift because they killed his son. But they continued to hunt vampires across the land. It just kind of became their thing, and the Dawn Guard was born. Now, this original Dawnguard was known to hunt with silver-tipped crossbows, but they would eventually dwindle their numbers and become relatively rare. It was rumored that actually the entirety of the famed group was inflicted with vampirism as a result of their legendary vampire hunts, and they were said to have stalked the rift as the, inf- as the afflicted until they were eventually all destroyed. So here's the question. No names have been given about who this vampire lord is. Who is the vampire lord that's going to be introduced in the storyline of ESO? My personal thought is that Lord Harkon is returning and the Volkiar clan is going to be the clan of vampires that we get to see. That is my personal thought. I could be a thousand percent wrong, but there's a lot of things that speak to the darkness falling across the land. So could it be that this devious plot to fulfill the ancient prophecy prophecy of the tyranny of the sun is what we're going to experience? Or is it some other vampire lord with some other insidious plan? We don't know, but we're going to find out in the spring. Oh, that's something to think about. Yeah. It it would be a younger Harkin, which would kind of make sense from the trailer. Vampire lord... Yeah. I guess another vampire lord looks a little different than Skyrim, but that being said, yeah, I, boy, wouldn't that be interesting? It would be very interesting, other than the fact that we probably couldn't vanquish him because then that would break lore for the fourth era. But exactly, still, I mean, the Volkiar clan. Oh, that would work. They're yeah. freaking badasses of all zo- or of all zombies. They're badasses of all vampires. Yeah. So I would absolutely love it. Well. My friends, that's how you end 
the Graymore episode. That was a show, dude. Woo. Wow. Good, good gracious, everybody. Well, this has been one heck of a show. We hope you all enjoyed it. If you are listening to this show and you like what you hear, maybe you don't like what you hear, whatever you think, let us know. Take a few seconds, leave a review, whatever app you're using. For every five-star review on iTunes that we get, we'll show you a love with some shout-outs on the show. T-Bowling12 from the United States of America says, I binged this whole series for the last couple months, and it did not disappoint. I am in love with this podcast. I don't currently play the game right now, and I fight the urge anytime I'm listening to these guys. Well, come on back. They have such a positive energy, and words can't express how much I really love these guys and what they have done. You guys deserve the best for what you have built. Five stars is enough. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, that's awesome. Quick shout out uh, to our member and Xbox GM, Fairgall. She has published a book. Cash, you want to read the title? Because I know I'd, I don't want to. <laughs> I do. I it's wanna... actually really cool. Fairgall yeah. uh, has, t- has published a new book. It is called The Tales of Edelorn. And this is book one. She's got more to release. You can find it on Amazon. We can put the link in our show notes. And she also has a podcast where she dramatizes the book as well. And guys, it's really good. Go take a listen. Give her some love. Give her some support. Because she's really working hard on this. And she wants to be a writer full time. Let's help her do that. Yeah. Absolutely. There you go. We'll have this linked to you, like Cash said. We'll have it linked over at the episode page, loresecretspodcast.com. You can call us, 765-382-6961. You can also email us, loresecretspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also join us, the official Lore Seekers. I'm going to start calling it community. It's more than a guild at this point. Community. Uh, loresecretspodcast.com forward slash guild. Download Discord. Join our Discord server. And apply by typing slash apply in the applied guild channel. Special thanks to Family Jewels and Sword Coast Soundscapes on YouTube for the intro and ambience. And don't forget, you can sign up for our monthly newsletter. It's a thing. And starting in February. And send us your lore build suggestions. We'll be starting that uh, that segment here soon. Uh, many have reached out. And, you know, wanted to send some things to us? Well, we have that physical address now that you can do so. P.O. Box 3665, Terre Haute, Indiana, 47803. You can find the show wherever podcasts are free. We don't charge for any content. You get all the nitty-gritty, all for the low price of free. Uh, For even more content, check out loreseekerspodcast.com. New thing coming soon. Be sure to keep your eyes there. Cash, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter. Jibs is at JibsIRL. Cash is at loreseekercash. Cash is with a K. But most importantly, please follow the show on Twitter at loreseekerscast, on Instagram at loreseekers, YouTube at loreseekers, and on Twitch right here, twitch.tv forward slash loreseekerspodcast friends we hope you enjoyed this episode we hope you have a great week stay awesome keep moving forward and we'll see you at e3 safe travels friends